Welcome to Beer Massive, a collection of good beer-centric conversation, interviews, editorials, reviews, and more from a collective of centrally like-minded yet individually opinionated good beer fanatics. From podcasts born in the present, or from our massive library of brewer interviews from years past, we hope you enjoy what you hear. If you do enjoy what you're here, please subscribe. Feel free to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram on tap, at Massive Beers, or email us individually at massivebeers at gmail.com. Back with Beer Editorial. Um, yeah, a um, couple different um, subjects I've been kind of itching to scratch. Um, there was one I was going to do this week, but it just kind of just wasn't feeling it. I don't know. I was kind of focused on it. This weird kind of mind to me to where I get like really focused on doing something and I kind of get to the point where I have to like realize that I need to abandon it and kind of come back to it. And, you know, it's called life. It's called living. It's called learning. So we're um, kind of skipping that subject. This is all shit you guys didn't need to know. And we're moving on to another one. One I touched on that I want to talk about, and I think it's kind of one of the big fucking 500-pound gorillas in a room that no one really talks about with beer, and that is the lack of originality in beer. Um, it's crazy. Um, the lack of originality in beer is far and away one of the most weirdly not talked about things. I guess in the mainstream um, when it comes to, and when I say mainstream, mainstream world of good beer. When I say good beer, I mean craft beer, but I say good beer because I like that phrase better. Um, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It, it, you look at beer as a whole, it's always been kind of like um, either revered. You know, you go back in the olden times and you're talking about, you know what I mean, Trappist monasteries and abbeys and stuff like that. And um, you kind of get you advance forward and you talk about, you know, small little brew pubs in England and things like that. And, and everybody kind of did their own thing. Sure, there was there were styles that were adhered to, but it was was very, very kind of everybody had their own calling card when it came to their beer. You know, somebody actually put their beer out. It was unique to that individual place. You know, a lot of times I've never toured England um uh, with four beer, but one of the things I've always heard, and one of the things that's always been kind of drummed into me, is one of the best experiences of going to England for beer because it's not a place most people think of when it comes to beer. Sure, you know, you think of your, you know, your some of your old ales, ESBs, and Guinnesses of the world. Um, when I say England, I mean you know England, Scotland, Ireland. So don't get on me for that shit. Um, is uh, it, it's not necessarily the actual big name breweries. It's more like you got to go to all these tiny little brew pubs. That had been brewing their beers for hundreds of years. You, the reason why that's unique is because each individual one has their own kind of calling card to it. So beer in itself uh, has always been kind of like a unique thing. Again, like I said, they're style specific. Um, you know, people brew this kind of ale, that kind of ale, but they're all were 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 born out of um, necessity because of what people actually had around them. But at the same time, it was also, you know, they were built on the personality of the person who actually drank them or brewed them actually and drank them because if you're going to brew beer, you're going to fucking drink it. So inherently, do you know what I mean? Beer has always been kind of like a, almost a thumbprint of a community or a brewer. You know what I mean? It's always been like this moniker, this thing that people hung their hat on. Um, and that's how it's always essentially been. Um, uh, you know, and then you talk about beer when it kind of, you know, you know, prohibition happened and, you know, prohibition is lifted and then you have all these brew houses start to drum, kind of 
come up again. But at the same time, when Prohibition went away, the thing that didn't exist was homebrewing. And that kind of took a little bit away of the kind of thumbprint of American brewing, I think. Um, you know, it, it started to be just pretty much brewery only. And just like any corporation, um, you know, there's always kind of underground sex of people. But um, it was always, you know, as any corporation, a lot of uh, decisions are made with, uh, you know, bottom lines and dollar bills. And that's nothing wrong with that. Corporations exist for a reason. You know, I'm a big fan of living in this country. And this country is a democratic country, a capitalist country. And the reason why that exists is because of democracy and capitalism and corporations. So, But the problem with that is, is you have a lot of these people not wanting to take risks. You know what I mean? You have all these big, huge corporations not wanting to take risks. So even though you had these cores of the world or, or these Budweiser's of the world, um, these Schlitzes and Hams of the world, um, you know, that were making beers, they were they were unique to themselves. But over time, they started to kind of grow a little bit closer to closer together as far as stylistically and as far as how their beer was made. Because I felt like they're or they felt like and I'm assuming they felt like I should say um, they just didn't want to take any risks. They just wanted to produce a beer that people enjoyed. And, and when someone wanted to started to enjoy beer a little bit more, those breweries would be like, well, you know, we make this beer. We need to make a beer a little bit more like beer X over here because our beer Y over here is just a little bit too outside of what those people enjoy. So in a lot of decisions, it seems like in the corporate beer world, what we call now the macro beer world, ended up becoming like a – Ended up becoming like a corporate decision. They'd be like, okay, we have to make these beers um, to survive in the marketplace. You know what I mean? That's how we're going to survive. That's how we're going to, you know, exist as a brewery. If we don't do that, we're not going to, you know what I mean? We're not going to survive, you know? And that kind of just chugged along at that pace. You know, had a little bit of innovation here. And there you had the light beer, which is one of the best innovations in the history of mankind. But yeah, I'm joking. Obviously, um, uh, you know, it kind of chugged along for a while. And, you know, at one point, you know, homebrewing actually became legal again, 1979, for those who don't know. And then over, you know, years, um, it was just because something becomes legal doesn't mean necessarily it's legal on a, on a state level. So it took a while for a lot of all the dust to settle from homebrewing become legal again. Actually, it took until 2013 for homebrewing to become legal in all the fucking states. But, um, it, 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 you know, it, what happened there is you kind of had that reset. You know what I mean? Where all these breweries that came to the United States that born the Bubs of the world, the Millers of the world, the cores of the world. It's kind of like, you know, it's like not to get super geeky on you, but it's like Battlestar Galactica. It's, it's all happened once and it all happened again. You had um, the home brewing movement kind of start and you had all these kind of, you know, people that wanted more from beer start to create these really unique kind of styles you know what i mean and 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 and, and, and just brew up and, and and push the envelope and try different things and and make different stuff and then you have you know people you know you have you know anchor steam pushing out stuff you have sierra nevada pushing out stuff you have some of these old school breweries they've been around forever uh as far as we're concerned now because they started you know you know 30 40 years ago um some of them they start producing these different styles of beer, these hop forward beers, these um, you know what I mean, you know, you know, old school kind of ESB style beers, and all these kind of unique old school beers that were once forgotten or even new school kind of beers, these IPAs, more robust IPAs in the United States. And you start to have this kind of this kind of um, 
flood of creativity happen again. And then that all just starts boiling over. And it's it's fucking fabulous. You have all these breweries making all kinds of different kinds of beer. You're talking about the 90s, pushing in 2000s. You have, you know what I mean? Like I said, I can rattle off list after list of list of beers. Do you know what I mean? You're, all these fantastic breweries, you know, the old school guard, old school crap brewers kind of producing all this fantastic stuff. That gets to the point where craft brewing starts to take hold. And when it starts to take hold, more breweries start to pop up here and there. You know what I mean? Um, when I first got into beer, right around the end of the 90s, um, you know, it was it was essentially your Stones of the world, your, your Nevadas of the world, um, you know, your Rogues of the world. Those are the breweries that existed outside of or what you can get in the United States, let's put it that way, outside of like European-based stuff. And it, fast forward and you get further and further into the market and now it's getting to the point where, you know, you walk into anybody, any supermarket – I mean, Pennsylvania put it that way, but most places I've been to, you walk into a supermarket or a convenience store, their selection is absolutely phenomenal. You know what I mean? We have supermarkets around here where you can, you know, packed full of people that you can buy thousands of different kinds of beer. So, you know, come, you know, I would say the late aughts, you know, between 05 and 2010, you just have this market of different kind of hodgepodges of beer. You know, you have, you know, a Weizenbach here. You have a, you know, a, you know, a Pilsner there. You have a, you know, a, a West Coast IPA here. You have a Belgian Blonde there. You have a wheat beer here. You have all these kind of hodgepodges of different kinds of beer all over the place. And then social media hits. And I think a lot of it has to do with social media because that's kind of how like, you know, a lot of like influence is driven nowadays. Social media hits. And at the same time, social media hits, beer takes off. So you're talking, you know, you're starting to get into the teens. You're starting to get into 10, 11, 12, 2012, you know, Twitter's blowing up. You know what I mean? Facebook is taking off. You know, Instagram is born. And at the same time that happening, you have uh, specific styles of beer that kind of just burst out in the scene. And um, we're going to talk pretty much about three of them. Um, and that is your New England style hazy double IPA um, or IPA or hazy hop forward beers in general. Um, your kind of flavored stouts, your pastry stouts, your spice stouts, and then your barrel aged beers. I mean, to kick that off, you have, you know, your hazy. IPA, you know what I mean? You have your OGs of the world. You have your, you know, your headies, your treehouses, um, your sips of the world. You know, uh, they kind of hit the market. Um, they start blowing up. The sticker can revolution, which we covered in marketing already, if you want to listen to all that, how the IPA blew up and all that stuff in marketing, you can go watch previous episodes. Um, they start to blow up and they start to take hold of the beer scene like nobody's ever seen. It's a perfect kind of storm of things happening. You have these people that are, you know what I mean, just getting into the beer scene that they just, you know, they're really kind of novices when it comes to flavor. And, and there's a and there's a flavor profile, which is hops, which is really easily detectable, easily discernible. Um, so those kind of bursting on the scene. At the same time, you start to see barrel-aged beers um, coming to fruition. Do you know what I mean? Barrel-aged beers are an old thing. Uh, everybody thinks about them a new thing. You know, Goose Island is credited with the first real, like, purposeful barrel-aged beer. When they first did the Bourbon County line in the early 90s, I believe. They're the ones that were credited with doing it first. But 
it, people have been barrel aging beers. Old school IPAs when they you know did the whole like mythical kind of loop um, to their soldiers and that whole thing. Those they didn't put them in metal casts. They put them in wooden casts. So technically, it's barrel aged. Um, my favorite beer of all time, Thomas Hardy Ale. The first iteration of that ever to come out was 1968. Um, that was actually first um, conditioned in brandy barrels, as far as legend goes. So barrel-aged beers aren't a new thing. But the first person to really kind of do the whole Americanized stout thing, or is credited with it, is Goose Island. And, um, you know, those kind of came on the scene. Probably, I'm saying, you know what I mean, in the 2000s, early 2000s, you start to see all these kind of breweries come out with them. Not necessarily as a hype thing. Um, but you have, you know, your Bourbon Counties, then you're followed with the, you know, Dark Lords, your Surly Darkness. You, you, you know, you, the, the earlier beers, again, if I'm kind of screwing up a little timelines here, spouting off different names. But you have the OGs of the barrel aging programs kind of come out with uh, some of their barrel aged beers that kind of paved the way. You know what I mean? Similar as, you know, your, your you know, your Hetties, your Sips, your tree, you know, your tree houses of the world start doing these, their version of that. Um, a little bit further down the line, then you start to have, you know, and this is more of an early, late 2000, early 2010s thing, you start to have your kind of spiced, kind of adjunct, kind of pastry stouts. More specifically, your chocolates, uh, your spices, your cinnamons, your, you don't know, your cinnamons, um, your vanillas, and your kind of like, um, why am I split? Oh, your chilies. You know what I mean? Then you have those kind of beers come out. And ever since then, those are the beers that are made. I would say those are the beers that are not just made, but those are the beers that are covered by most people. Um, and, it, and it's kind of irritating. You know what I mean? To see three specific, not styles, but subsects of styles really take hold and kind of just kind of take grasp of the beer world and kind of, I don't want to say choke it dead, but kind of trivialize it and just make it, make it a fucking, you know, make it a, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Make it a Katy Perry concert or a fucking, you know, like uh, what's that other horrible person that Miley Cyrus, it's, it, you know, a Justin Bieber concert, making it something that is just all surface, um, and, and here's the thing. Let me re reverse for a little bit. Those beers are fantastic. It's not me pissing on those beers. You know what I mean? If you're going to say, give me your top 10 favorite beers at the moment, I would ha include if one, if not a couple of those beers in my list. You know what I mean? I love me really well-made New England style IPA. I love me a spiced out. I love me a barrel-aged beer. That's not the problem. Do you know what I mean? It's just they serve a purpose. Do you know what I mean? And the purpose they serve is shock and awe. Do you know what I mean? They 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 taste good. They taste good the same way crack tastes good and hate sex tastes good. And you know what I mean? You know, almost wrecking your car going 90 miles per hour on the highway tastes good. It, it's visceral. It's it's in your face. And, uh, and I'm not going to sit here and kind of spout the whole like, oh, nuance is what matters kind of thing because I love those kind of things. And that's not what this conversation is about. It's more so that those beers serve a purpose and they're built really fucking well to serve those fucking purposes. But it just seems like since those, it's a combination of since those beers did so well because they were two by fours to the face. They were getting, you know what I mean, whatever, 
this, that, and the other thing when it comes to, I don't know, I was going to say weird sexual stuff right there. Uh, they're so impactful and so vibrant and, and they, and they garnered so much attention. It seems like this whole thing is kind of circled back to what I led up to, which was basically breweries coming out of prohibition, having their own thumbprint for, for what makes a great beer or what their what makes their beer great I should say it's a better way to phrase it what makes their beer great and it's not just great but it's also their beer it seems like a lot of other breweries are doing what I mentioned which is basically saying well these beers are what people are clamoring for so we need to make these beers in order to be viable in the market so it's like a cyclical thing to where it's just like in you know uniqueness and individuality are falling by the wayside um you know like i said i'm gonna I'm, there's more than just heady sip treehouse trillium there's more breweries than that that in every other brewery that i kind of credit with with being the leaders in those forms don't kind of get peeved oh you didn't mention this person in 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 the same vein as those i i'm missing shit i'm trying to just prove a point but it's you know to go back to the the beginning of this kind of three-headed monster thing everybody is trying to make treehouses beer everybody that's what everybody's doing you know what i mean the you know what i mean the I don't even want to name names. There's too many people, but there's so many breweries out there. They're not trying to make their own beer. They're trying to make a clone, a duplicate, something else that somebody made is what they're trying to make. They're not trying to make their own beer. They're trying to the facsimile. They're trying to clone what these other breweries make, and they're kind of losing themselves in in in, in the process. You know what I mean? And it's, it goes across the board from the barrel aged beers to the kind of pastry spice stouts it's it's everybody's like okay these are the things that happen you know what i mean you had to like everybody's like oh man those hazy ipas trillium treehouse oh god gotta have that shit gotta have it you know what i mean it's like bourbon barrel aged beers you know bcbs didn't that and the other thing spice stouts gotta go fucking hoodoo poo westbrook mexican cake fuck choke vesa prairie bomb gotta have that shit gotta have that shit otherwise we're not gonna uh, make it as a brewery and it's gotten to the point now where it's it's it, it's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Like I actually said it. I don't know if I've said it in a review yet or one I've posted. It's like some of these beers that I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of doing a lot of IPAs because I mean, it's a little side note. I get a lot, you know, it's a lot of what I get. People send me a lot of beers. Friends, I'm not the same breweries. Like friends give me a lot of beers. And if if viewer sends me beer, I feel compelled to post it. You know what I mean? I do. I kind of feel like I owe that person to post their beers. And uh, I've been doing a lot of New England style IPAs, hazy IPAs, and I just kind of don't want to do it anymore just because it's the same fucking thing over and over and over and over and over again. And it just never fucking stops. You know what I mean? It's like literally the same. It's not even the same company, different beer. It's like the same car with a slightly different option. You know what I mean? It's like the same. It's it's not even like I'm like, okay, New England IPA. Ford Motor Company, and you have New England IPA, uh, you know what I mean, like double IPA, single IPA. It's like the Ford Motor Company, the Mustang, and then one Mustang has 
a you know lightly orange tail light instead of red, or one has a slightly lighter tint than the other. It's not a vast difference, a vast change between all these other beers. Again, there are ones that set themselves out from from the pack. Every now and then I'll get a New England style IPA or get a bourbon barrel aged beer or I get a kind of pastry kind of stout that I'm like, okay, this is something different that I haven't, you know what I mean, experienced before. There's exceptions to the rule that I'm making. It's always the case when it comes to anything like this. But generalized, it's just so uninspiring to see all these different breweries just try to come up with it. And honestly, I see it. I see it from people that I never thought I'd see it from. I have we have a local brewery to me that I I love, and 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 they've always been infinitely creative. You know what I mean? With a lot of their beers, they've always tried a lot of different things. They've put out, you know, what I mean, Belgian golden ales, and you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Different kind of weird English barley wines and, you know, Belgian, you know what I mean? Barrel-aged Belgian beers. But, you know, even as of late, especially now coming in the summer, they're just like, okay, we're going to make a lactose-fruited IPA. Because it's a combination of, you know, doing what has to be done to pay the bills, but also feel like you're going to be a fall behind. So. It's a weird conversation to kind of bring up because at the same time, if I own a brewery and it heard me talking about it going, listen, I'd be like, listen, dude, I got to fucking pay the bills. You know what I mean? Like you can sit there in your fucking shitty fucking desk with your iPad and your fucking logger and fucking cry about it and bitch about it all you want, but you don't have to fucking feed a family. And I get that portion of the show. I'm just talking just from a viewer standpoint thing. I'm not pooping on it. I actually think we're in a golden age of beer right now. So I fucking think beer is as good now as it's ever been in the history of mankind. So this is just me being crudgy to me, bitching about things because that's, I guess, what I do. But it's so crazy how unoriginal things are right now. And it's not even just from the beer standpoint of things. It's like from packaging. You know what I mean? Like, like every can, almost not every can, but almost every sticker can of an IPA, double IPA, looks the fucking same. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 you get basically three different kinds of cans. Do you know what I mean? As far as I'm concerned, that I typically see, or four, I should say four different kinds of cans. They're all the same can over and over again. One is the other half can, which is geometric patterns. That's it. It's just somebody has makes some kind of you know you know kaleidoscopy geometric patterns. Kind of what's that thing that you used to draw the thing when you were a kid? Remember had the commercial where you get the pen, you put five pens in the thing, and then you rotate it, and it does like squiggly lines, and they end up being I forget what that's called. Those cans. That's just geometrically patterned cans. That's like that's one of them. You know what I mean? Then you have the fucking. Um, the blank can. I'm a fan of the blank can. I'm a whole, I have one over here. I'm not going to put it on there because I want to talk about the brewery. But it's just, you know what I mean? The name of the brewery and then black or white and nothing else going on. I love those fucking cans too. So I'm just going to make fun of myself too because I like, I love this shit. I love geometric patterns. But what I'm talking about is copycats. And uh, let's see. The other one is um, metal. It almost seems like a bunch of breweries. Uh, want to do like metal, like metal, like metal. They just try to make like metal cans with like crazy drawings on them. Like it's like 
Someone took smoked DMT and then listened to fucking speed metal. And they drew a fucking can. And the other one is just like retarded, dumb, like sophomoric humor can. You know what I mean? Like the and unintentionally, intentionally, the who farted can. I'll talk about it. Fucking trying to be like, oh, ha ha, look how funny our cans are because we're goofy and we don't give a shit. Even though we give so much of a shit that we just have the shit drawing shittily all the time. And it's just like every single person does those cans over again. I, I mean, geometric pattern one is insanely overdone it's probably one of my favorite styles of can too so it's like such a weird thing to kind of argue about it that way but it, it, it's 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 uh it's same thing over again with that their actual marketing when it comes to actual marketing too it's like the same thing over again you know you go on instagram if you go go to your favorite brewery's instagram right now it, if you don't see three these three pictures over the past month then you found a crazy unique brewery. Picture of a hop cannon. <laughs> Them sitting, standing somewhere going, hey, we just did a collaboration with somebody. And the third one's bourbon barrels. you know, Or a picture of barrels. Not even necessarily that they release something in barrels, but it was a picture of barrels. Is that a bad thing? No. Do the beers taste good? Yes. That's not my argument here. It's just there's a lack of ingenuity. You know what I mean? You get little spit, spurts of ingenuity every now and then within the ingenuity though. You know what I mean? You have your hazy IP, then you have Omnipolo, um, or with tired hands kind of do the whole, we're going to make a lactose IPA. You know what I mean? And be like, oh my God, these guys did something. And then everybody's fucking making it. It's like, if you don't make a lactose based fruited IPA right now, you're six ways fucking stupider than dumb. So you might as well go to fuck home, get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, even when you have little spurts within these sects, you would be like, okay, we're making this thing, we're making this beer, but we're going to add to it, kind of put our own little riff on it. Then someone just grabs a hold of it and fucking chokes the shit out of it until they've rang every red drop out of that subtle uniqueness that was brought to something that isn't even unique anymore. Um... And that's kind of the whole cusp of this, is the lack of originality. Is that me being old and curmudgeonly? I don't know. Um, I just wonder, you know what I mean? Like, even you're starting to see a little bit, but it's like, how do I put it? Even the, when people try to be different, they're not. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you know, a lot of brewers are kind of this. If you go on, if you listen to any podcast or any like brewer talk about beer and if they talk about what are you drinking in a brewery what do you like to drink every single brewery you're going to say three beers you're going to say it's a pilsner a kolsch or a lager that's what every single brewer says every single one of them do i think there's a little bit of agenda to that yes it's the smallest cheapest beer they can make they want to push it they want people to become in love with it so they can make more money based off of you know what i mean them making be like okay fuck man what if I, you know, I can make this $18 fucking double IPA, which is already making me an ass ton of money because $18 for a double IPA of a core four beers is insane. What if I charge $14 for a fucking Kolsch that costs like infinitely less because I don't have to make as much shit with it? You still have to make it good. You have to make it well, flaw-free because it's a smaller beer. But yes, there's a little bit of agenda to it. But there's also like, okay, just a trend, a want to be different, a want to not be into what everybody is into. But since they're saying they're into it, you're just going to have all these other people kind of glom onto it. It's the beers outside of that. And maybe it's a matter of, 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 of evolution of, of, of growing into a beer, um, that 
produces these different beers. Do you know what I mean? When I think about the beers that, that aren't being made, there are a lot of darker beers. There are a lot of them. Do you know what I mean? There's, you know, Belgians, Belgian Darks, Doubles. Do you know what I mean? Um, Doppelbox, Weizenbox, uh, Baltic Porters. Um, do you know what I mean? Like uh, Schwarz beers, like a lot of dark. They end up being a lot of darker beers. A lot of malt forward beers. So maybe it's a matter of, you know what I mean? Someone's not into hops or it's a matter of evolution. People need to kind of get into a little bit different beers to or have the mainstream kind of get into a little bit more evolved palate or a little bit more evolved outside of hop forward beers to enjoy those beers. You're seeing a little bit, you're seeing sours kind of take off a little bit. It's always been the bastard cousin of what's going to be big next year. But kettles have been taken off. Do you know what I mean? Your goes has been taken off. Your Berliners have been taken off. Things like that. You know what I mean? Kind of Fisher Price, my first sours have been taken off. But it's it, it, it's it, it's 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 frustrating to see everybody trying to make the exact similar beer. To where every now and then, like I said, the whole argument about this thing is bitching against that. But at the same time, it's also kind of trying to put, lay a spotlight on the differences. Sometimes you see people do something similar in the vein of those kind of beers, but bring something original to the front or, or do something, you know, it's a hop forward beer, but it's so uniquely done in this way, or it's a barrel aged beer, but they did this with the barrel, they did this with the yeast, or they did this with the beer and produce something that is more unique than just run of the mill, just bourbon and sweet confectionery sweetness. Or, you know what I mean? I chili this and cinnamon that, or just crazy, super, Hop forwardness, you know what I mean, and uh, you know, it, 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 I I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I think it's going to end. I think not end. I think it's going to die down. I think people are going to change. I think people are going to evolve and get into different things. But it's just it's just a just a thought I had. It's kind of a bummer to see the same beer over and over again. It just kind of seems like we're stuck in that pattern right now, where all those planes and diehard two circling around that fucking airport. Can't fucking land, you know what I mean? We just need a John McClane to come out and light up the fucking runway with some fucking gasoline and the fucking terrorists' fucking body parts flying all over the place to uh, to make us land in something different, I guess. But yeah, that's that's my little fucking... Is that an editorial, I guess? I sure it is. It's more of just a bitch session. But, you know, hey, synonyms. Six of one, half dozen the other. But what do you guys think? Um, what do you think? Do you think beer is fucking stuck? In this kind of crazy holding pattern, do you think it's the same beer over and over again? You know what I mean. I, there's there there is lights at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean. The beer I'm drinking right now is from a brewery called Russian Duck. If I go to that brewery, I can get you know nine different styles of beer all done really well. So there are breweries that are that are not resting on the laurels of just doing hazy craziness or barrel aged this or barrel aged that or you know what I mean. Pastry stout this and cinnamon chili that. So you know there are bastions of of light and comfort in the world but uh where do you guys sit on this where do you what do you think do you think we're close to that ending do you think it's just going to get worse do you think we're just going to be sucked into a vacuum of the same beer over and over again um do you think i'm full of fucking shit and then i'm just not you know what i mean out there exposing myself i know it's not true it's fucking true but um, do you think there there is a more out there than what i'm kind of letting on to um, let me know. Talk about it. Um, go in the comments section. Uh, it might take me a, a little bit to get back to you. I don't get on the internet to uh, respond often, but I always respond. Let me know. Chime in. Let me know what you think. Tell me what you think about beer being stuck in the world of lack of originality. And uh, 
Let me know when you think we'll get out of it or if we'll ever get out of it. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Another little uh, massive editorial in the book. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you did, send me, uh, send me some shit. Let me know what you want me to talk about. I had a couple of people kind of shoot off some suggestions so far. I'm jotting them down. It might take me a bit to get to them. Like I said, I already had a list together. So just because I didn't acknowledge it or make a video just yet no, doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Um, plus, there's some that people, you know, I'm not super well versed on. So I'd actually like to do a little bit of homework before I dive into them. But, yeah, let me know what you think. Let me know if you're enjoying them. Let me know if I'm totally wrong and the dumbest guy in the history of mankind or right as fuck. And, uh... Hopefully see you next time. Cheers.